0: SMQBs, I episode 144. What's going on, everybody? Who's got a how number for me? Who's got a number? Milt, give us the number for the week.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with 100. And that's in 100 feet that... Tony was offside last night in that wonderful call the refs made (laughs) and horrific scene that Mahomes put on later.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, okay.
0: All right, House, what do you got?
2: I'm going to go with the number three, which was the total number of points scored in an NFL football game yesterday between the Vikings and the Raiders that set back football I think before football was ever played. Yeah. Three yards I, thought gonna jobs, with, huh?
1: I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go 600. The number of penalties called against the Eagles last night.
2: We'll get there. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I
1: thought we were talking about Otani. No, o- 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 that o- that o- would o-
2: be o- my preference. My preference would be Hope? an all Otani show. That's what our fans want. Hope, what do you got? 15.
1: Oh boy.
3: The number of games Cowboys have won in a row at home. Somehow they've turned Jerry world into a tough place to play. Never would have expected it in that place.
0: So I guess that I did not means, know that. I guess that they haven't, they haven't had a playoff game in the last 15.
3: Oh, you would be correct.
0: Uh,
3: okay. Ooh. Last All playoff right. game they had, they lost to the Niners. It
1: that is awesome. an impressive stat. I, I have to give them that.
0: Bison, what's yours? Uh, my number is 100. As in. Millions of dollars that John Rom is getting paid per year on the live for. So we're going to obviously segue into another uh, contract that has gotten a lot more attention, I think. But uh, I believe that Rom contract is three years, three hundred million dollars, so a hundred million per. Because even I can even do that math.
2: So uh, Rahm has more wins above replacement than Otani is what you're saying. Right.
0: He, he's got a better OPS plus WR. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So, well, let's get into it. Um, we're not going to let you off the hook on the Eagles-Cowboys, but uh, we're certainly going to start with Otani um, because Wowzer, um, 10 years, 700 million, um, amazing Perhaps the most amazing part of this was the rope-a-dope and the fuck-around that the Toronto fans got. I mean, these poor people people were literally tracking tail numbers on flights and and getting disappointed. And then then we had one report that he was in Atlanta at the Atlanta airport. In the meantime, you know, he never left the West Coast. Uh, We don't know that he was ever seriously considering anything else. But... At long last, Otani watches over, and the West Coast Evil Empire
2: uh, lands him. Um, we believe that the, the the diversion stuff was intentional, from what the reports are with with Toronto, because there's been some reports that the that his agents' camp did all that stuff on purpose. I
0: don't know. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure at some point we will hear the story of the negotiation, right? But I mean. I was looking back at some articles today, and they were talking about how they expected him to land a contract north of 500 million. Right. Well, they were right, but they were pretty far off on the number. I mean, 700. Remember, it wasn't too long ago that we were gasping at the deal that Mahomes got in Kansas City that was going to pay him, you know, half a billion. Uh, Now, Otani's deal does have quite a bit of deferred money. Uh, it's going to be paying out for quite some time. Uh, I'm not sure that we really know the specifics on anything yet. But uh you know what do you, what do y'all think about this? I mean is is this good for the Dodgers, good for Otani, good for baseball? Is it where you thought it would end up? What 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 are, what are your thoughts on this?
2: I mean, it's, it's an obscene amount of money. It's yeah, I mean I'll tell you one thing it's it's great for the future of Japanese ball, baseball. I mean if uh, if you are a stud Japanese baseball player, I think you know what your ticket is from now on. So I think American baseball could become even better cuz we'll not only get America and Latin America's best talent, we're definitely going to get Japan's best talent, not just the drips. But I I I I kind of want to throw a question back at you guys because I saw an interesting there's so many interesting stats about the staggering numbers but we we teased here for a second about wins above replacement because that's that's one of the measuring sticks for how valuable a player is so Bryce Harper who is a couple years removed from an MVP and I think everybody would say he's earning a lot of his 330 million dollar contract he definitely hasn't been a disappointment he is going to earn $26 million next year. Shohei Ohtani is going to earn $70 million. So are you saying that Ohtani, Ohtani's value to a baseball team is almost three times the value of a Bryce Harper or fill in the blank, Manny Machado, whomever else is around the same number as Bryce? Like, At what point does the number no longer make sense to what he can deliver to a team?
1: Well, Did they pay him thinking he was going to be a cuz he can't pitch next year, right? Correct. So, are they factoring in him pitching like I I I'm I'm still shocked by this high amount of money and even in a pitching and hitting scenario it it's ridiculous, but for having that surgery and only being able to potentially hit forever, I, I don't understand it.
0: Well, first of all, he's got the number one selling jersey in baseball. And the Dodgers are going to make the money back so fast.
3: Dodgers are an international brand.
0: Yeah. That's only going to get bigger. Yeah. I, I mean, I think in some ways, the economics of it, you know, it probably... Is a smart economic investment for the Dodgers. Now, is he twice as good as as Harper? I think the answer is yes. Honestly, uh, particularly with the pitching. Um, I, I mean these these are a couple numbers. And, and by the way, House, you always uh, love the um, the stuff that's written by Jason Stark on the Athletic. Oh yeah, he's got some really him. good stuff today on it. But. Um, Let's think of this. Uh where is it here? I just added up. His okay, these two numbers for him are sorry, hold on. I scrolled past it. Damn it, Chris. By the uh, way, while you're getting
2: while you're yeah. finding that, he also has let's see, three, six. Here it is. Maybe it's in there. His annual salary is larger than eight teams payroll in Major League Baseball. Oh. The guardian. The, the, the guardians- higher.
0: Yeah, Yeah. the Guardians, the
2: Royals, the Marlins, the Brewers, the Reds, the Pirates, the Orioles maybe that's changed since that now, but and the Oakland A's all have collectively for their entire team a smaller payroll than his single annual salary. The five AL
0: Central teams, um, oh, their 26 man opening rosters, a combined 638.8 million this year. Wow, so. All right, but here's the stat I wanted to show you. The numbers are 148 and 142. This is in Jason Stark's really good column. Um, 148 is Otani's career OPS plus. 142 is is his career ERA plus. Okay, so what that means is 100 is league average. So that means from, uh, as a hitter, he's 48% more productive than an average major league baseball hitter and as a pitcher mm-hmm. he 42 percent more pro- i mean these are off the chart numbers yeah i mean i the, the 148 and by the way these are career numbers so you know if you took out his first two years you know they're probably even better but i mean i think that the 148 is easily the best ops plus for a career right now i, I think of, of active players um, so I mean he, he really is two guys and not just two okay guys like two dominant guys.
2: Yeah. You know, I uh um, but it's
3: well you're speculating he's gonna be able to pitch at Cy Young level with that kind of money.
2: Oh, by
0: the way, and I'm sorry, I was I was the only active hitters with a better OPS plus are Trout, Judge, and Soto. And the only active pitchers with a better ERA plus are Kershaw, DeGrom, and Max Breed. Yeah. So,
1: so he's paid he's like top two, five in both. He's paid like two guys for two roles.
0: And I'm, I'm not sure. I, I haven't heard anything that thinks that he won't be able to
2: pitch.
1: Yeah. Here's,
2: okay. here, here's something that's interesting. I don't know if this factors into the numbers. And he's got power to hit it anywhere. But I was kind of curious what the right field dimensions were for that fence you know most most fences down the line are 330 335 but just so happens at a dodger stadium right center is 360 whereas the rest of the league averages around 375 so the fence is 15 feet shorter in right field and dodger field than than the rest of the major leagues maybe that had a little something to do with also you know like how many dingers he's going to hit yeah. and if you take his so
0: here's some more stats if you take his 148 OPS plus as a hitter his 171 home runs his 86 stolen bases through his age 28 season here are the only other players who have ever put up numbers like that Mike Trout Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays Barry Bonds Reggie Jackson, Ken Griffey Jr., Frank Robinson, and Vladimir Guerrero. You're you're Senior. into the immortals of the game. Yeah, right. I mean, as a, as a hitter only. Yep. And when you look at his pitching, the only pitchers that compare with him through his age twenty eight are Pedro Martinez, Kershaw, DeGrom, and that's it. Mm. He is a dominant. I mean, he is probably. You know, if he plays out this contract and is continues to be a superstar, given that, you know, by the end of it, 10 years, there'll be some drop-off. Well, but we'll be talking about him as the greatest baseball player of all time.
3: Well, presumably, he's going to be still hitting at right. in his late 30s. I mean, you would think he'd stop pitching at some point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, power hitters in their late 30s are still paid well.
2: So yeah, um, I, th- I, th- I think if he stays on this course, he's he'll be he'll be better than anybody you could mention anybody, which is just I I still think that the best pure not not power hitter, but the best pure hitter that has played on a major league baseball field is Ichiro. Yeah, I've, I I mean, and if you just want to hit, I think Ichiro is even better than Pete Rose, and it could go down the, the, the best two players, the best hitters. In America's pastime, are going to be Ichiro Suzuki and Shohei Otani. Oh well. Yep. Yep.
0: And so, anyway, I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> you know, think about. I think uh, Judge signed his extension a year ago, and it's like three hundred and thirty million. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's three hundred and sixty million, maybe a little bit like that. It was in that trout. Uh, the tr- well, trout was a little bit out there, but it was in that uh, two hundred
2: seventy-five million dollars more than Mike Trout, who until Otani came around was universally accepted as far and away the best player in baseball. All that said, Trout and Otani produced absolutely zero. Yeah, well, pitching doesn't matter.
3: Yeah, here, here here's the the question. I don't know the answer to, but what's the top? other than Ohtani obviously. What's the top paid uh position player, non-pitcher? Is it Trout? By
0: by what average annual
2: value?
3: Yeah, with w- yeah, whatever It'd their average Trout. salary is. I think it's Trout.
0: Yeah. It's Trout.
3: Now, well, how much is that?
2: For, well, uh, I don't know. 40 annually, million? He's 426.5. I don't know over how much time. It's probably 42 million or so. Okay. And yeah. what
3: about the top 9 Otani pitcher?
2: Mm. Um, Was that DeGrom? I don't know let who. Let me see. I don't
3: know if we gave him the most money in see. the majors.
0: Uh, no, it, that's Scherzer. Well, okay. <laughs> average, 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 that, that's the, I mean, um, I know that's correct. That, uh, so
3: what? what is he getting paid next year, Scherzer?
0: Like 43.
3: Okay, so. Eighty five million dollars combined for the the best hitter and the best pitcher. So Milk, I think you're spot on. They got two for one basically and maybe even a little discount.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I
3: hadn't yeah, thought so, of it that so, way, Milk. So but here's I like the, I like that that here's uh the, here's the here's the
0: list, just so you know. The highest paid players in history by average annual value is Otani, Scherzer, Verlander, both at 43.333, Aaron Judge at 40, DeGrom at 37. Um, You had a expensive roster there, Pope. Uh, Garrett Cole, 36, Trout at 35.5, Carlos Correa at, at 35, <laughs> Stephen Strasburg <laughs> at 35 million, <laughs> and Rendon at 35 million. Those are the top 10.
3: I wonder what we're paying Seeger. I haven't looked.
1: Hey, uh, is anything else you want to comment on, on this before I say a few words? Cause I've kind of been biting my tongue a little bit, but I'm going to give uh-oh. you one.
2: Small market oh. guy has something to say.
1: Uh, anything because I, well, let me, well, as someone who has been abused on this podcast for college uh-oh. football and heard words like money grab, uh-oh. The haves and the haves nots. Uh, <laughs> favors the haves versus the have nots. And someone who represents a mid market team, baseball team.
2: Oh, you're up to mid.
1: Entire payroll is $19 million more than what Otani will make next year. Um, And if you go back and look at the last 10 World Series victors, I think nine of the 10, and someone can call me on this. We're in the top 10 payrolls in Major League Baseball. How is this any different than college college football? Somebody explain. Because college, college football As you is sit supposed back to be like a little schoolgirl and gush over this salary and this contract. Oh, I'm <laughs> not nice. gushing over
0: it. I mean, I could, I could talk to you about, about the problems with it. Um, <clears throat> but college football is supposed to be an amateur sport. This is not complicated, it's supposed to be oh. amateurism. That's the problem with college football.
1: Okay, fine. Damn. Put the money aside, but you're always angry that it's at, it's the same teams in Alabama and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's always the same teams in baseball. No, it's not. The Rangers it's and, and, the, it's the, and the Diamondbacks. It's, it's the 10 teams that are paying the most amount of money in baseball. Go look. I, don't I guarantee think they, you the Rangers are top 10 in payroll.
0: Yeah, the Rangers definitely are. And of course, a lot of those yeah. guys didn't even play. Yeah, I think
1: we're number four. Yes, of course you are. The Phillies, everyone, everyone who get you—it's—it's it's the same shit. It's not. Oh, fair I don't like it. Teams. I started off calling them the Evil Empire. Rangers
3: have never been up there until now. I mean, they decided to pay the freight.
0: It's an obscene amount of money. I mean, it's obscene. It, it doesn't. I. I don't. I don't like that. I don't think it's. It's. I mean, first of all, I think the argument about college sports is just completely baseless. I mean, that's, that's supposed to be amateurism. It's not semi pro it's not pro, but it's just controlled by capitalists. Uh, and it is all about money in college sports. There's nothing about student athletes in college, in, at least in college football and probably college basketball. They're, they're not student athletes. Um,
1: college college sports has been a business for 50 years
0: and it's disgusting.
1: Um, but, um,
0: I I mean, I don't have a good answer for this um, because you're right. And I was thinking a lot about it. You know, should any one player be paid that much money? You know, like on a moral level, it feels wrong. We also live in a capitalistic society where, you know, his job is to make money as a baseball player. And one team was willing to pay him more than anybody else. Um, now we wow. don't actually know that, by the way. We don't actually know that this was the largest contract offered to him. Um, I, I mean, imagine yeah, it
2: probably r- was. R- rumor has God, it that the Blue no, Jays no. were in the same. R- rumor has the Blue Jays were right there. Quote quote, right, right there.
1: Why? Why did? But I mean, if you have the same deal, we all knew. We all talked about this last week. We were like, "Oh, the Dodgers sounds perfect." Like, where but else it, is he going to go? It, he. Here's the question culture, I have for you guys. culturally. It all made sense. Geographically, yeah, everything.
2: Here's here's yeah. your choice. I'm very interested to get your votes. This is one lineup. Because by the way, this is your NLCS for the next 10 years. So this is one lineup. Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncie, James Outman, Chris Taylor, Jason Hayward, Gavin Lux. That's the Dodgers. I mean,
1: Give me a break.
2: Okay, hold on. Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Marcelo Zuna, Sean Murphy, Jared Kellenick, Orlando Arcia, Michael Harris. I'll take the Dodgers. Well, that's
0: why they play the games. Um, Yeah.
2: I'm taking the Braves. I'm taking the
0: Braves. It's not exactly like the Braves have a cheap uh, payroll, but you know, the, the Otani deal does turn the whole money ball idea on its head, right? right? Now, also, you have a player who's completely unique, completely unique. uh And any team in baseball, if they had unlimited funds, probably would have paid whatever they could to get him. uh Because, you know, he is so unique. The only thing I would say about him is he's, He's getting up there in age, a little long in the tooth, right? Getting there. I mean, he's through his twenty eight season. He's going into his twenty nine. That's the only thing you could say if you want to pick on it. Well,
3: and the statistics are when you come off Tommy John that you know it, it's it's not going to bode well long term. I mean, you might have some some good seasons, but you're not going to. He's not going to be productive for five six years.
0: You're oh. Pitching. It won't affect us hitting.
3: No. No, but again, you're but you're paying for the pitching, too. That's true. Well,
0: That's I true. don't believe he's having another Tommy John surgery. He's having a procedure to repair a small tear in his UCL.
3: But it's gonna cost him another year. Yes. Seems like and, more than a minor procedure.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's not Tommy I...
3: John. Maybe it's
0: well, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, milk. What's the answer? What are you doing? Uh, do you do? And I mean, there's no salary cap, right? There's the luxury tax, and they're getting around the luxury tax by.
1: Oh, they don't give a shit about that.
0: But they're getting around it by the deferred money.
1: There's nothing you can do.
0: You just put a flat it a sucks flat cap
1: for if you're in a community that can't afford it, you know, to pay high players. You have to actually. You have to use the Moneyball concept. Works. It's designed to combat this. The Dodgers. The Rays use it very effectively. It's the only maybe way if you guys
3: compete. look. I mean, you guys, you guys had a great year. You just uh, for I don't know why, but you can't beat the Rangers at the Trop. That doesn't make any sense to me in the playoffs. I mean, but y'all were
0: right there. Of course, a lot of the, the irony of this is a lot of the statistics that grew up around the Moneyball idea. Um, you know, the idea of wins above replacement. Those are the, those are the statistics that are justifying the Otani contract. Right. Right. That's some of the, the irony in it. Um, So, well, listen, um, by the way, it's going to be good for Otani because he's also going to have much greater exposure. Uh, I mean, you know, he's, he was kind of buried there in Anaheim and, but the pressure is going to be enormous. Look, the pressure to succeed is going to be
1: enormous. The Angels had Otani and Trout and sucked, so that gives me hope. Yeah,
0: that's right.
3: That's why they 162 games. We'll find out.
0: That's right. Anything else on Otani?
1: Just send me some money. I need some of that 700.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's get into a little NFL. uh, Pope, delightful. Why? Why?
3: Pope, why I, what? Think you,
2: you, you I was on the late right last night watching song. a game. I don't understand why we <laughs> talk
3: about this. I mean, I'm happy for House to lead off if he wants to, but he it doesn't seem very interested in discussing. Let me, let
2: me ask a
0: question How was the officiating
2: in that game? Was everybody I'd like satisfied? to hear Pope's answer. I'd like to hear Pope's answer.
3: No, oh, I I think it was probably uh, uh, favored the Cowboys more than the Eagles, but I mean, we had some calls against us that were uh, bullshit or, or weren't called that was. Uh, look, I mean I think the, the officiating was was very uneven in that game and it and it was uneven in the Seattle game. So I don't I don't know what the answer is. It didn't I, I would like Did to that hear that. I'd, like I'd like to, I'd like to hear what House says. I mean, do you think you guys would have won the game if you had all the calls?
2: I think hmm. the only it way we like would you know win the answer to that question, I think we right? would only win that game. The only way we would have come close. Come close to competing that game is had we not turned the ball over, and on one of the calls in particular, I think it ultimately led to a touchdown. I think I think there were I think yeah one two or calls. two calls yeah picked up flags on two touchdowns for the Cowboys. I think the officiating in the NFL, like we, I, it's we are just a broken record on this pod, but it is a problem and yeah. and 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 it's just, for me it's, uh, sometimes it's not watchable at times. I think there were maybe six or seven or eight consecutive plays in that game last night there was a flag called on either side. it's just not it's not enjoyable
3: yeah i I don't know for whatever reason it it seems like the officiating this year is going uh it's it's influencing games in a way maybe in the past or influencing the product on the field it like it hasn't in the past but but i don't think ultimately to answer you know the the question i i think i i took dallas and i thought they would win by by double digits i i just they they are playing at a high rate right now and philadelphia was coming in wounded after san francisco and after having a really long five week period where they played you know three games in 13 days and and it looked like it on the field they just looked like a team that was a little bit tired, and I'm not saying they didn't want to be there, but when
2: the thing started going south, it was
3: they—they they didn't have any ability to come back.
2: I—I uh, uh, I take issue with part of that. I think at least one of our players looked like he didn't want to be there last night, and that was AJ Brown. There were times in that game that he looked flat out disinterested to play football, and that is bothering is that? a lot. Of, that Are is bothering exhausted? a lot. Of, I'm sure they're exhausted. I'm sure they are. Come on. It's the Cowboys. Well, like, like, There's the just gauntlet no that They had to run just to get to that game, though.
1: Can we stop with the tired shit? Ch- These are professional football players. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Stop it, this is, Milk. This is Come ridiculous. on.
2: Stop I, it.
0: Toby, is, are the, is the Cowboys' offense that good, or is the Eagles' defense
2: that bad? Mm. Yes. Well, yes and yes. I mean... I think Darius Slay and James Bradbury are corners that are getting long in the tooth and it's starting to show. I think our linebackers are atrocious and you couldn't have you couldn't have expected Shaq Leonard to adjust on four days practice as a linebacker. And, you know, Brandon Graham is up there on one end. And look, Hassan Reddick was getting there. He had two sacks. Uh the I don't think we really got Killed on the run. I think Davis and Carter find the middle. Carter had a really pretty nice game. Uh, I don't think our defense is that good. It, I I hate those. Ana- well, actually, I'm fine with Torico, but Collinsworth is so annoying. But whoever said it last night about basically Ferguson being the reincarnation of Witten just nailed it. He's that was, just he, that was Collinsworth. He's another Witten. He doesn't mind going across the middle. He gets open. He's physical. He gets yards after the catch. He is the most unexpected part to the Cowboys offense for me this year. Um, we said it, we've said it on the pod before that C. Lamb is now a number one receiver, unquestionably. Um, you know, Pollard's good. Whoever this other guy is, Pope, who's the backup to Pollard? Oh, Rico Dowdle. Oh. From he's Florida. He's a nice. He's a he is. Is a gator? Yeah, gator. He's nice a nice compliment. Yes. It's annoying. It's and, very and, annoying.
3: Well, and, and Brandon Cooks is, you know, I mean, he should have had a touchdown. Damn it. Uh yeah. but um, you know, he's been playing well and he's a, a nice compliment to uh to C D. And you know, Gallup even had an okay game.
2: It's annoying. However, my soccer playing son said that he's never seen a kicker like your kicker aubrey the guy's more than a machine like you understand the two kicks that he made from 59 and 60 could have been made by 70 with ease oh yeah
1: do you know Did that you guys he see those scored kicks? 21 points last night in fantasy football
2: that guy's disgusting i mean he is disgusting the way he kicks the ball
3: yeah, um, he's, he's the closest that we've had to Gus yeah. the Mule in a while in the NFL.
1: You know who I thought played really well last night? That's not, not getting a lot of credit, Julio Jones. I thought he really. Oh, stop came it! it. You're an ass. You're such an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I hey,
2: milk,
3: you about I, that. I do
2: have. I, you. I do I have course. on my list, milk. <laughs> well, we
1: such, got. Oh, listen, man. is there
0: anything else about that? I mean, look, two good teams. Um, I'm sorry. I don't believe all the Dak MVP hype. I just don't I don't believe it.
3: Oh no, I, I I think he's gonna win the MVP. And you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. Because they were gonna lose a road game in the playoffs
2: to either God, I hope so. Billy or San Francisco. I mean let's it's in the let's see what it's in Tyreek Hale does over the last five or six games. I really think it could if Tyreek goes over two thousand yards, uh and the Dolphins are the number one seed in the in the AFC. I think it's gonna go to Tyreek. I think it really could.
3: Well, look, Dak's gonna get tested the next two weeks on the road against the Bills and the Dolphins. That's gonna tell you whether mm-hmm. he's gonna be MVP oh. worthy or not. Uh well, what about what about Brock Purdy? Mm-hmm. Purdy, I mean, you know, he missed some time, which doesn't help his cause, but he's yeah. he's he's co
2: favorite right now with Dak. Yeah. Is he i I mean, do you get to be the MVP for throwing a screen to Debo who runs fifty yards at like the speed of a well, he know. did nail Debo in a long ball yesterday on third and long. That was impressive.
1: Yeah.
0: I I I don't think I, I think the idea that Brock Purdy is a screen passer and is a game manager is a flawed argument at this point. I would point. agree.
3: He he throws over the middle with regularity. Yeah. And he's precise on his passing.
0: But it's, it's, I he's think precise. the odds, you know, the odds are. He's just a guy. Uh, it's oh, Zach, no.
2: Brock, and Tua are the top three right now. I think, I think, Reek, I think Reek's going to get in the conversation. I really do. But he's at sixth right now. Looking, Milk certainly hopes so. On, so, um, can we talk about the Chiefs? Yeah. For a minute? Yeah. <laughs> What is you should know this, Bison? What is their record with Taylor Swift? In oh the God, stadium? I don't know. It's bad in the
3: stadium or anywhere. Didn't she go to? Tay Tay is game?
2: destroying that team.
3: <laughs> uh, you know, what's destroying that team
2: is they cannot catch the football,
3: or their so, receivers. You know, are offsides on, on a game-winning play.
2: The receivers all right, Milk, are I, 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 w- I want to hear your. I want to hear this whole part about. You're the receiver off sides and you're upset with the Chiefs.
1: I want to hear this. Well, hold on. So first of all, you know, I heard an interesting stat today that and this is like mind boggling to me when you have a generational player like Mahomes, but the Chiefs spend I think nine percent of their um salary cap money on wide receivers, mm-hmm. which is jaw dropping, by the way. Wow. At how low that is. Like they don't invest in receivers or running backs. And,
0: and They're and, four and right. two, four and two with her in the stadium. Sorry,
1: <laughs> four, four and two. I knew you knew it. Um, there's no. They don't invest any. Their wide receivers are fucking terrible, guys. And if I'm Mahomes, I, I, I mean, talk about. I mean, that frustration came out last night. But I mean, he's got nothing. Nothing. I mean, they cannot Except catch Kelsey. Kelsey. Kelsey's the only thing he has. So I mean, yeah. Yet somehow they won the Super Bowl last year. He got mad on that play. It was a fucking fluke play. It was a backwards pass to, 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 I mean, I know he scored.
0: Yeah, but you know what though? You practice that play. You practice and practice and practice, and then you pull, you call it at the right moment, and you pull it off,
1: and then there's the call. Anyways. It was he was it was egregious how far out, offsides he was egregious. If you look at the video, he's like literally it's like two yards in front what? of the line of scrimmage.
2: He's a half a foot. He's like three yeah.
1: inches. No, they know it's not. His look foot at this, they, is they, blocking the ball Pull up the damn picture of it right now. He is way past. He, he is didn't deserve past. a warning. And by the way, they someone said, I think it was maybe on the Sunday night game last night. So like two years ago, they called that a penalty on that, that play one time twice last Last year, year. twice. And this year, 11 times already they've called that. So they've clearly gotten together and said, we're going to start calling these. So, I mean, he didn't deserve a warning. He was way off sides and I like him. He's a gator, but you really think he was way
2: off sides. Move your head. head, move your head, move the big bald head. Okay. I mean, oh, come on. Crazy. He's, please, everyone watch our YouTube of this. We're his helmet is this. almost touching
3: the bu- The guy in the Bills' helmet. Right. That's Even not, the guy that in the, is, Bills, he,
2: the guy in the Bills looks that's like a, he's offside. That's no, he's not. He's picture. behind the football. He's yeah, across they, they, the blue line, too. Yeah. No, 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 Von Miller was
3: across the blue line in the next play that no, they didn't
0: call. Von Miller looks like his helmet is in the blue line to me on that picture.
1: There's another picture I've seen where it's more elevated and you're looking down and it looks much worse.
0: Well, that's the one with the line of scrimmage. What is on the line? Now, look, Tony's an idiot because what these guys usually do, what they're supposed to do is look down the line at the official and ask, am I on? And the official will tell them you're on or you're off. Okay, so do it. And he didn't do it. And that, he's an idiot for that.
3: Well, okay, there, there's, no there's actually some him. video that I've seen oh. recently that shows him looking down the line now. Oh, well, wh- but but the ball was snapped like almost simultaneous to that. So did the ref even get a chance to respond? I mean, was there a nod? It's hard to tell.
2: I just got to say that. Uh, I almost wish in this photo that the blue line wasn't there, because for all the stuff that we come back and do, you know, hindsight 2020 on like we don't, we see things with blue and yellow and red lines on the field right? and it's slowed down the speed of that game. And you're trying to go quick and the clock is running down on you. I just, I don't know. Like, is that what should have decided the game? No,
1: the the more I mean, it was a ticky-tack.
3: It was a ticky-tack call. Let's it was let's be honest. It was fine, a ticky-tack but, call. But when they threw the flag, they didn't know they're getting ready for the trickery. I mean, it could have been an incomplete pass. For I mean, it wasn't true. like it wasn't like they said, "Oh, this is going to be one of the great NFL plays," you know, of the year. I'm gonna throw a flag. He just threw the flag because he was he was across the line. He was it was a foul. Was it ticky-tack? Yes. Does that get called? Yes. Was it on a play that just coincidentally happened to be an amazing game winning play that didn't happen and got Mahomes all upset?
2: Yes. Let's get back to real questioning. Analyzing
1: the disease. The disease is Valdez Scantling, two receptions, 22 yards. Yeah. Edwards, Hillary, or whatever. He's a running back.
2: Okay.
1: Replacing the fight doctor. Okay uh Justin Watson one reception 18 yards they have a wide receiver problem the only uh, one who's good is Rashi rice is somewhat okay
2: so I think that goes to the heart of this what milk is saying which is we always say you you can never make a, a game come down to one call or one play the Chiefs in that game up into that point sucked Donkey, you know what? And they have now oh. four weeks. They're not they're not that good of a team. They're not. Just they're team. one they're not one going great anywhere. player.
3: They're just a team.
2: They're
3: just a team. <laughs> they're just a team. Just a team. And, and and Mahomes for the first time, I mean, this is what's mind boggling. He hadn't been on the road yet for a playoff game his entire career. We get to see that happen. Good luck.
2: Yeah, and that team's I not think, winning on the road. I think because of Yoko. I mean Taylor. Um, I think that Kelsey is also a different player. He looks a little Yoko. bit more disinterested. Well, that's what she is. Let's admit it. She's Yoko. Wow, come on! Come on. They're four and two. They're at the of at the game. Yoko, Ooh, listen, yeah. listen to listen to the Beatles music after Yoko got involved. He's Just saying the,
1: she's I, I Yoko. He's I the best player
2: on offense on that
0: team, other than that's a
1: hot sports opinion, by the way.
0: Mahomes. <laughs> yeah.
1: So so hold on. What are we left with in the AFC? The Ravens Nothing. are the number one, I guess. No, Ravens are number one are and have so the inside track
3: to number one seed, but the Ravens have to go to San Francisco in
0: two weeks. Ravens are so bad. I, I could so- I, I could not pull the trigger to, to bet on the on the Ravens.
2: No. They're so bad. The Rams are atrocious. They're atrocious. And they had to go to overtime on a punt return that included two holding penalties that they didn't throw a flag on for them to win. Very exciting fashion. But you you give me the Finns, who, by the way, haven't beat really a good team yet this year. You give me the Finns against the Ravens. I don't care what field it's on. The Finns are blowing them off the field.
0: Oh, that'll be
2: interesting. That's a bold statement. Yeah,
0: they are. All right.
3: Well, let's, who's got on Plaxicos. Well, just to, I I was going to, my last point on, because I was studying for the pod on the NFL is that there are way more teams this year than last year in both conferences that with only four games left are, have, you know, very, very likely paths to the playoffs. If they win, there's 11 teams in both conferences that are either seven and six or six and seven or better. Last year we were like we already narrowed down. There were two, maybe two teams that could have caught a wild card, the last wild card in both conferences. So it's it is a wild, wild finish for these last four games. And you got some really
1: bad teams that could be in the yeah. playoffs. There's crappy teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You guys or... are going to
3: host a playoff. You're going to be hosting the Cowboys again. We would be hosting Philly right now. How awesome oh is that? My yeah, God. But, but but Philly. <laughs> House, I do actually want to hear. Do you? I think I think there's a chance Philly loses one of its four games. Do you Do you see them going four and O on the way out?
1: Yes. Okay. I think they're pissed.
2: Um, I Giant, think the Giants, Giants, White Cardinals are, once. And the, the Seahawks. Giants are, the Giants are trying to lose their games. Um, and if we lose to uh, Tony. DeVito Danny DeVito? DeVito's kid if we lose to DeVito? DeVito's kid I may get another tattoo and you know uh the Cardinals that's the game the Eagles are going to be pissed about because they're pissed about Gannon so it really comes to this week can we beat Seattle on the road by the way should I mention that the Eagles haven't beaten Seattle in 15 years so if, oh interesting if if you have the number four pick in the draft are you getting a quarterback if you're the Washington commanders you are. But, I mean, is there somebody there? The Bears? There's a
1: ton of people there. At well, Moore? you assume...
3: You, well, the Bears have to decide whether they're going to take uh, Caleb first with the Panthers' pick. The uh, Bears, but speaking the of the, the Bears... Patriots?
0: Patriots have, have to take sure. a quarterback. The, the no. Bears have their pick from Carolina.
3: Right. The number right. one pick.
0: Right. So the Patriots, do they, do they stick with Bailey Zappi?
3: No. They're picking a quarterback. The Cardinals? You would think they're picking a quarterback.
0: Over Kyler.
2: Uh, yeah. Let me tell you guys some of the exciting wild card games you have to look forward to. Do you <laughs> like yourself some Steelers, Colts, Texans, Broncos? Uh, do you like yourself some Vikings, Packers, Rams, Seahawks, Falcons, Saints? No. Puke. Puke. Maybe even the
3: bears, the bears have a good schedule and they're playing well.
2: (laughs) Puke. And, and for our thousands of fans that listen in, thank you for listening in from Detroit. Your team's a fraud. Pretenders. That's what I called them on Thanksgiving day. I've been very
1: supportive of the lions and I starting to turn on them. Now
2: house. (laughs) I thought you liked the lions. I did until I saw yesterday's game. Come on, man. Uh,
3: What is that? I mean, and, and can we talk about Sean Payton and the job that he has done? Those guys are one game back in their division. At well, 76. Did say,
0: Payton's a good good coach.
1: But I still,
3: them. I mean, they they gave up 70 to the Dolphins, and it could have been 100.
1: That's unbelievable. That is coaching. He could have lost that team very easily. Even yeah. we beat them. Does that mean Russell, Russell Wilson's Wilson. a leader? Even we Russell beat them. Russell Wilson's playing well. Oh, well, he's always been. They're leader,
2: doing great. Actually. I mean, that's I love the for being. All right. Well, milk. Right. I want you to get back
0: to me on my fourth round quarterback selection. I just want to know who I'm taking. Uh, and
3: you're four. taking.
1: You're probably taking Bo Nix or maybe Penix. I would not put Bo
2: Nix as number four. Yeah, I would not take Bo Nix in the first round. I'd okay. Like uh, Let's go hey, through our our who's got our plexiglottes. We're gonna talk about them for this week and get. We'll our get from last week from rooster when he's returns but wait uh, i have
3: last i have last weeks because i thought it, but uh nice <laughs> I, I didn't get i didn't get roosters um i thought he took maybe the texans over, he probably took you? six different teams yeah he normally takes yeah. six teams so yeah he yeah, usually but,
2: takes at least two or three
3: well i do know i do know last week that toby you you took the falcons
2: that's, that's right.
3: This is that's two true. times in a row
1: now it's backfired on him. It's and milk true. I'm not done.
3: I know you and I took the Cowboys.
2: You son of a bitch.
3: I'd like to declare
1: I'd like to declare a truce this week though. I don't like the Seahawks <laughs> you, you, bet. And and
3: bison you you took the Steelers and you're quoted because I listened to it before the pod. <gasps> They couldn't possibly lose to the Patriots, could they?
0: No, 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 that's not true. I reversed that because oh, I did? didn't realize that Kenny Pickett wasn't playing. Yeah, that's true. At the last oh, minute, okay. he did. No, I, I, I did yeah, it, I, I changed that. I don't Who remember. Who did you jump off to? I really don't remember. But All I know right. well, I, dropped, I didn't I dropped listen the Steelers because I didn't realize Kenny Pickett wasn't playing when I said that. And, and then I switched it. All right, Pope, Are you are you recording
2: for this week? The the picks? I will, yeah. Uh I never do this ever. Ever, ever, ever. You guys know this. You're gonna bet on your own oh, team. You're taking oh, Philly. Lock it up. You're taking Philly. Up. Lock it up. Eagles on the road minus three and a half. This is an angry caged animal playing in Seattle against a non Geno Smith team. Uh okay. Fine. You're on R- bring it. So you're, you're on give, the road. You're giving three Getting... and a half on the road? Bring it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Locktoberfest. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. All right.
1: I, I, that's why I wanted a truce.
2: <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> I, I also... I had, cannot
1: Rooster, take the Seahawks.
2: Speaking of away teams from the NFC East, Rooster is salivating over the Cowboys. Now, I should never say that. Rooster would like to take as his lock the Cowboys getting two and a half at the Bills. The Cowboys are plus two and a half, and he will take the Cowboys at the Bills. That's insane. But he, I, I but don't he really also, that line. But he also thinks that <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there's another game he also likes. But, <laughs> uh, okay.
0: Give me the best team in football giving 13 and a half. I'll take the Niners over the Cardinals. That's a lot of points.
2: That's a lot of points. That's not happening. There's always comeback garbage points. I don't like that one. Give it to me.
0: By the way, we got Saturday games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the
0: time of the year.
3: I love it. Three of them.
1: All right. I'll jump in. Um, Give me the... Best quarterback in the NFL right now, none other than Jake Browning, <laughs> and I'll take the Bengals minus three and a half against the just horrific Vikings. Browning's home. so good. I, Browning's By the way, so he good. threw five five touchdowns yesterday, or I think it was five. Or so what he gets the
2: he gets the
0: Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Browning got hurt. He did. Did he get hurt? I think I, he
2: yeah. did, but I think he's okay. McCarron came in. Yeah, I think he's okay. McCarran's so browning, still in the nfl Browning, yeah some. so is, so is joe
0: flacco by the way um yeah. browning is the is the new josh dobbs for the next 10 days no he's legit is that, is that, browning's is that what's good. happening
1: well i don't like this injury thing no no he's, he's good browning's him. good he's all, right. he's all right
2: wait what don't we need one from pope yeah we do uh
3: uh, this is a uh, interesting one for me. I'm kind of drinking a little Packer Kool Aid, and I don't know what they're going to do tonight. But I like them at home, uh, giving three and a half to the Bucks.
1: I think. Uh, I think honestly, I think it's a great pick. We're Let's not go. going to Green Bay winning that game.
0: All right. Great Anything pick. else on uh, N- uh, NFL? Nope. All right. Let's uh, just. We just got to mention it. House. Um, Al- LeBron James, yeah. The only thing, like thing I want to probably. say is,
2: I never would have guessed LeBron would have held up any hardware ever again, whether MVP, NBA championship, or even in season tournament. And they asked LeBron what motivated him, and I was impressed with his answer. He said, "Number one, we got a a bunch of young guys on our team who have never played in the playoffs." And I thought, what better chance to give them experience of what a playoff atmosphere is like than this in-season tournament? And the second reason is that we got a lot of players on this team who earn a lot smaller paycheck than me. And when we win this, each player gets $500,000 for winning the tournament. And those were the two things that motivated him and why he was locked in from the beginning. Those are, that's a leader. That's an impressive answer for a player. He, he and AD, AD's. Game in the final was crazy. Monster game. I don't know whether I like it or not. I think I do. What I would say, I saw someone propose this that they should bring it to some other sports. I'd like that idea, especially in baseball with 162 games and teams that have no chance of sniffing the playoffs later on. I think. It would bring fans to the stadium. The concept of an in-season tournament, I like. I thought the I thought the floors were overall horrendous, and it hurt my eyes to look at them. But uh, for the for the fans to now get a teaser of like Tyrese Halliburton or the Pelicans, I think the fans got to see some good players, pretty good play that they're likely not to see when we get to the end of the season when the Bucks and the Celtics. And, you know, the Nuggets and whatever are dominating. So, overall, it was fun. Congrats to the Lakers. That's the last thing you'll ever win, LeBron. Good job.
0: Oof.
3: Uh, I don't know. Do the Lakers take this as we're a little confidence push and and uh, launch uh, to a big playoff run? I mean, they could.
0: They could. I'd be surprised. You know, I, I think it's interesting, though, um, the, co- the competitiveness that some teams show. This was by all means, teams wanted this. Yeah. You know, this wasn't a fluky little thing that, that, um, or gimmicky thing that nobody was really into that the league forced on them. The league did a good job in motivating guys. And and you're right, there was a big paycheck associated with it. Um, but, you know, you, you had the games were fun, they were, they were intense. I mean, it felt like a, a finals. Uh, a situation in those games. And they were a lot of fun. Um, what, what happened to the, how did the Sixers not get there though?
1: They and like it, really,
0: no,
2: that they wasn't a, a really shot. Bad. I mean, I just don't, surprised. No, no, they, I mean, they were in, they were in that Pacers division yeah. group. of um, they, they were the, yeah. I mean, they had the Pacers and the Cavs, which were both really, really good teams. They just, that yeah. was a tough one. Yeah.
0: Well, listen, it was exciting. Um, and you're, you said the name Halliburton is, is definitely the name that um probably gained the most out of this. He's he's kind of solidified himself as a burgeoning superstar right now. Uh and Zion probably lost the most uh playing like just just not even really there. Um he did get the Pelicans. I guess the Pelicans got to the semis before yeah, they he didn't show up semis. against he didn't show up against the Lakers though. No. So, um, anyway, it was a lot of fun. Um, I thought the courts were kind of fun in the sense that you knew when you turned the when you flip the game on, you knew it was a tournament game.
1: Yeah, that's um,
0: true. Because who else? There was no other way to know. So interesting. It was fun, and I give it give credit to the players for for taking it seriously and playing the tails off.
2: All right, who's got a punch?
3: Don't call it a comeback.
2: I have a punch. Oh, good. Whoa. <laughs> I, I, th- this, this entity is getting up there now with Dan Snyder, but oh. I, I've, I have had it with NCAA football and the transfer portal. Uh, we said it by text, but the transfer portal is, is really, and we, we alluded to it, I think on a buzzer beater. It's not only, it's really hurting college football from the standpoint of like fandom and being able to follow players. Uh, I mean, it was a little silly that like, I think most of the Heisman people on stage were transfer portal people that moved from one team to another. They didn't even, I mean, they were on a different team a year ago for Bo Nix, two years ago for Jaden Daniel. Uh, But what's worse than the players moving is that the NCAA has no restrictions right now on coaches. So right now at uh, Tulane, we're playing in a bowl against Virginia Tech. We lost our coach, Willie Fritz, to go to the Houston Cougars. We have coaches that have basically committed – at least for the time being to coaching our team in that bowl game. But they know that after that they're going to go over to Willie Fritz's team in Houston. And so they're basically right now inside as a mole recruiting players to move over to Houston. And one of our players has already declared in the transfer portal. The system is messed up. They got to figure out some timing for when these things go down, uh, because it's a mess right now, and it's also going to ruin. It's also going to ruin who, like, who's even playing in these bowl games. So for anything that's a non-college football playoff game, there's going to be a lot less interest because the players are have already been in a portal. They're on a different team now, and you're you're not actually watching the real team that had this regular season success. I just think the portal is a mess. I hate it, and I'm punching the NCAA over it. I'm with you. Good punch. Totally agree. Totally
0: agree. Any other punches? Who's got a lasso? Barbecue sauce.
3: I've got one, and I want to make sure that we haven't already. I don't think <clears throat> we've done this one. Toby, have you given a lasso to Lane Johnson?
2: No, that's a great one. I really hope he wins the whole thing. This is a great one. I want to hear this. This is great. So
3: Lane Johnson, who is, you know, the right tackle, three-time, all-pro, four-time Pro Pro Bowl for Philly, been there since 13, uh, is up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award this year. And the reason, among others, uh, I I, I did a little research into him, and I, I found he works with mental health services for the Philly youth, which is obviously something that's really important and I'm glad he's doing that. But the reason really he's up for Walter Payton is because every road game that Philly goes to Lane Johnson, uh, invites a gold star family or more depending on, uh, you know, what's provided to him, uh, to come meet with him in the hotel the night before the game gold star families are those whose loved ones were killed, uh, in military action. And obviously, you know, they're almost always widows. Uh, So Lane Johnson for the, for this week, uh, invited, um, a Veronica Ortiz from Dallas who lost her husband, Javier, who was killed in his fourth deployment in Afghanistan in 2010 by a roadside bomb. Now, what I think makes this so kind of special for Dallas Philly is as much as we hate each other, uh, that we have, have an opportunity to, you know, share something like this, but her husband, uh, was a massive Cowboy fan. He wore his Cowboy jersey to uh, church on Sundays. And when he was killed, he was buried with three Cowboy jerseys, including Tony Tony Romo uh, jersey. Um, So Lane met her on Saturday night and uh, uh, made arrangements for her to go to the game last night and gave her a signed jersey. And he's been doing that uh, all over uh, the league on road games. And I think that's really something special, giving back uh, to the community, giving back to our military, the sacrifices that they've made, and these families that, you know, are suffering. So, I believe that's a massive lasso
2: for Lane Johnson. Great one, Lane Johnson. I don't know if we'll end up winning the Walter Payton, but he actually took some time off a couple years ago uh, from football for mental health reasons, and we've talked about that a lot on this pod. But there's there's not a lot more macho. In football than offensive linemen. And Lane Johnson said it's okay to not be so macho. And if you have real mental health issues, to address them. And the NFL could do a lot for mental health if they decide to give him the Walter Payton Man of the Year award, because beyond the gold star, he's really put a focus on how important mental health is, as important to physical health to these players in the game. He's a good guy.
0: All right. Good one. Any other lasses? All right, who's got a buzzer beater?
3: Well, my buzzer beater got kind of stolen uh, early on, but it's live golf.
0: Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy.
3: <clears throat> John Rombo was one of my favorite golfers. He is D E A D dead to me now. Wow. As far as a golfer that I like and will follow. In fact, I could give a shit what happens to his career from now on. Wow. Whoa. sold out to the Saudis for $300 million, which is what we were talking about earlier. And that is almost three times what Tiger has earned in his entire career. So just let that sink in. He is now getting paid uh, more money than Ronaldo, Messi, and Mbappe, who are making $136, $130, $120 million. And, you know, he's a fucking hypocrite because last year he kept talking about how didn't need the money. It wasn't important to him. The legacy was important to him. Playing golf against the best golfers, winning majors, being on the Ryder Cup team, all of that was more important to him than the money. And he said, I could make the money that Liv would give me, and I don't need it, and my families don't need it for three or four generations. All very quoted. And people threw that back in his face, and he smiled. And you know, I just got sick when I saw the picture of him and the and the shark next to each other, smiling. And um, it's a massive loss for the PGA Tour. I don't know. Uh, it, I think a defection is coming. Uh, I think you're going to see uh, Tony Finau leave. I think Tyrell Hatton's going. Uh, baby Zander Shoffley. Um, so you know, um, if if the Saudis. Goal was to destroy the PGA tour. Uh, they took a mighty blow by getting John Rahm. Um, and I'm just sick about it.
2: I'm still so confused. I I thought they merged. Like, what is is the meaning of the merger? I thought they're gonna have like the same tour events and all that other stuff.
3: So, they haven't until December 31st, term
2: sheet, right?
3: and, And they have until December 31st, according to that term sheet, to negotiate a deal. So Evidently, the PGA Tour now has decided on the Fenway Group for their you know, financial backer, uh, and they're dealing with the PIF. But, I mean, I don't see anything coming out of it. I think now Liv feels like they're in a, in a strong position, if they get these other PGA guys coming over, that they're going to have a competing product next year.
2: Pretty disgusting. It's going to be really interesting to see if they get TV, because that's what it all comes down to, is will yeah. there be a TV deal?
1: Well, if they keep getting these guys soon you're going to be like, what the fuck? I want to go watch Ron play. Right. Yeah. No,
3: I mean I I think that if if I'm live and I'm going to market my product, I've got we just took the two-time major major winner, leader of the Ryder Cup team, you know, uh he's on our he's on our side now. It's going to be in, you know, we want people are going to be watching this. Not this I... podcaster. <laughs>
2: That's a good one. My 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 buzzer beater is that uh Bryce Young is now off the hook as the worst Heisman ever selected because he's now been beaten out by Jaden Daniel. Uh Whoa. sorry. Well thank sorry. you.
1: Thank you. Penix
2: got fucked. Sorry. Penix, Nix, Harrison, all better. If you look at this guy's resume, he had no Major wins where he, like, showed out against good teams. Sure, he had showy numbers, and yeah, he beat poor competition by 40 points. But on the big stage, this was a team that he didn't really take anywhere. And to say that Jaden Daniel had a better year than Penix or Nix or Harrison is crazy. I don't know what the criteria are for that. Nice player. Heisman, no way. Uh I I just did you by the did you see the video of,
0: of his teammates cleaning out his locker and, where was he at Arizona? Arizona
2: State. Arizona State? And they're like clean his shit out. He sucked anyway. Oops. <laughs> by, the, <laughs> by the way, not not for nothing, but I did think that in terms of classiness of the people, you know, they all get these like custom jackets. Penix had on the inside of his jacket every single player's name on his team. Oh, that's uh, cool. Jaden Daniel had on the inside of his jacket, just a repeater of him uh, you know, striking the Heisman pose. Just a repeat of him over and over and over again. Good guy. Do you oh, agree, Mel? Sh- so do you think
3: going into the NFL, Jaden Daniels is gonna be a better quarterback than the other guys? No. Okay you? I don't know. I think he's got a lot of potential.
0: Interesting. I don't know anything about him.
3: I mean, the one you hear he's most likely going to be, you know, compared to is Lamar Jackson. As far as two-way threat. Yeah. So, we'll see. I mean, we there's been a lot of Lamar Jackson types that have come out.
1: Uh, look, he he threw 5 touchdowns against Troy. I mean, so there's that. <laughs> But Toby's right.
3: You mean the the coach that now is uh, a green
1: wave? Great. Oh, John Summerall's great. That's, tr- that's true. Congratulations.
0: All right. Anybody All else right. have a buzzer beater? All right, guys. Have a good week, good week. everybody. Remember Saturday football, we have Thursday, Saturday, Sunday and week. Yeah.